This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue, self-care, not narcissism. How taking care of your face is self-love and not self-centeredness. Okay? First go-to you guys do for a tired face. So usually I'll look. Sometimes it's just that the skin's dull. So as we get older, our skin cells don't turn over as rapidly. And that starts really in the early 40s, so very young. And especially with sun, that'll cause even less turnover of skin cells. So you get like that dull, flat look to your skin that no matter how much makeup you put on, it just doesn't reflect well. So in those cases, we go full press skincare regimen, sometimes a little laser to just undo the surface damage. Other times, tired can be more involved. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everybody. I grew up in the Midwest, so it was conservative central. I couldn't shave my legs until I was until I got my period for some reason. That was like the magic number. God, I couldn't wait to get my period so I could shave. <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to date until I was 16, although I kind of got around that. And I definitely was not allowed to wear makeup until senior year of high school. So when I got into television a few years later, I didn't really know much about makeup and I definitely didn't know anything about taking care of my face or skin. In fact, I would put on baby oil on my face and sunbathe. Didn't everybody do that? Yeah. Cook. Um, It wasn't until I got my second job in television in the glamorous city of Miami that I even thought about wearing sunscreen. I was a reporter hitting the streets every day and the sun was baking my face so I saw my first dermatologist, um, God, I think I was like 25, to ask him about some cleansing re- regimen or maybe like some mole on my face. I don't know, something very innocuous. And everybody told me this guy was Madonna's dermatologist, so you got to go there. <laughs> and he was so great. Um, turned out it was the renowned Dr. Freddie Brandt, B-R-A-N-D-T, if you guys have ever heard of him. And I remember him asking me why I didn't wear sunscreen. He's like, do you wear sunscreen? I'm like, oh, no, you know, when I go to the beach. Uh, And then he explained to me how UV rays break down your skin cells, even when it's cloudy and hot in your car. And that little education was the beginning of my skin awakening. So ever since then, that was like 3,000 years ago, I've done nearly everything under the sun to preserve my face and skin, partly for my own television career. And the other part to just take care of myself. So so I'll just, full disclosure, I do Botox, of course, like brushing your teeth, on a regular basis to keep everything smooth and up. Um, I'm a big fan of lasers to bring out that collagen that leaves us as we age. And I've done the plasma thing, the PRP thing to rejuvenate. I also get monthly facials, including microdermabrasion, which you know acts as like a mini sanding and good cleaning to the face. But what I've noticed is, which you know, a lot of women ask me what my beauty maintenance reg- regimen and routine is to my face. There is a lot of judgment out there, a group of people who judge women others for taking care of themselves, which makes a lot of women, including me at times, a bit ashamed of what we do and we hide it. Even like something like Botox. I remember one time somebody emailed me like, I bet you do so much Botox. Well, yeah, no kidding. 
as if it's a bad thing. <laughs> You're welcome. The truth is there's nothing narcissistic about taking care of your face. I mean, maybe a little vanity, of course, but we all have some ego. We're humans. But taking care of your body, your face, is something to be celebrated by you first. When we don't judge ourselves, we don't feel the judgment of others. You know, I'm preaching to the choir, really, because I'm, I'm still insecure and, and worried about what other people think of me. So today we're going to talk with an incredible dermatologist about all of this, Dr. Julie Kaufman, who, by the way, works at Freddie Brandt's old office. She worked with him, so perfect. And I live there part-time. Um, I'm just kidding. I go there frequently and they're a big part of my face. So uh, we're going to talk to her about how we can take ownership of taking care of our skin. We're also going to talk to her about the basic things we all need to be doing to maintain and care for our gorgeous skin. Cause you only get one background check. All right. The background on today's guest, Dr. Jolie Kaufman, Janet is, I love that she hyphenates cause I'm a hyphenator <laughs> now too. I'm Martinez Cochran. Uh, Dr. Jolie Kaufman, Janet is a well-known dermatologist, super well-known in Coral Gables. Uh, that's in Florida. It's like right outside of the city of Miami. Uh, she's head of the famous practice called Skin Associates of South Florida. She got her medical degree at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. She's been in practice for over 20 years. She's also a woman and a mother and a friend. And she gets the pressure that we all females put on ourselves. And she's got the skin of a baby's butt, which I hope so, because she's a dermo. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Lynn. You're so cute. I hope you got. And when I post a picture, okay. I want. I'm just going to post a picture, a close up of your of your skin. We're not even going to look at your face. So, how is taking care of your face, in your opinion, a form of self care? You know, we all want to feel good about ourselves, and nobody judges a woman who dyes her hair. So, I always wonder why are we judging getting a peel or getting laser done? And not only is it beauty, but it's also health. I mean, our skin is our lar- largest organ in the body, and we want to keep it healthy. And of course, growing up in South Florida, you're going to get a lot of sun damage. So I didn't grow up in the Midwest, although I wish I had, because I would have had a lot less sun and a lot less damage to take care of. But um, in South Florida, you're in the sun every day. So Dr. Brandt was right telling you to wear sunscreen every single day, because we're in the sun every day. And that's the most important part. I think of starting to take care of yourself is protecting yourself from the outside damage. And then we can repair whatever else we see. You're so right about the dye business. Do you yeah. get that? I mean, do you understand like when, I mean, cause you're a derma or whatever, I guess people expect, you know, you to be doing things and talking about things like that. But you, do you, you feel like they're like, even when you look at celebrities, there's a level of judgment. Absolutely. I mean, you on social media now, it's so easy for people to comment on other people. Right. And you do see people say, oh, my God, you don't even look like yourself. You've done so much Botox or filler or... Like, honey, that's just the beginning. <laughs> but but honestly, these things all grow collagen. And nobody's against rejuvenating and growing collagen. They just think of it as a label. Botox is a label. It's I a see. toxin. It's, um, but really, these are safe, minimally invasive, meaning it's not at a risk. You're not going to die from doing these things. As long as you pick somebody who's knowledgeable and trained in doing these things, then you're in great hands. It's really not, you know, it's not a surgical procedure. These are tolerating. You could do it during lunchtime and and go back to work. It's like changing your oil. You're maintaining the car. (laughs) I mean, I honestly think I spend more time getting my nails done, but nobody says, oh my God, I can't believe you get a manicure every week. That is so true. That takes a good hour. Uh, What is the top 
reason you hear from women in your office? Like what, what is the main reason people say they're there to see you guys? I feel like I look tired. Mm. So that would be number one. They look in the mirror and they feel good and we feel young and we're taking care of ourselves. We're eating right. We're exercising. And then you look in the mirror and you don't see that sometimes. And I mean, it is part of the aging process. It's going to happen to all of us. So, Gravity. Um, no matter how healthy and how much sunscreen you wear, it does happen. And there are, you know, simple little easy ways to undo it. Some people come in and they just get a skincare regimen and that's where they start. And obviously starting when the first signs come is the easiest thing. You know, the hardest patient is the 85 year old who comes in and says, <laughs> I'm ready to go on match.com and I, I want to look better. Um, but, I, but I think they're all really easy steps that make you feel much better if you don't feel the way you, you look when you look in the mirror. Well, what when it comes to a woman saying, I feel tired, and a man, but let's just, um, for, for argument's sake, let's just say it's a woman, uh, and says, I feel tired. Like, what's the first go-to you guys do for a tired face? So usually I'll look. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just that the skin's dull. So as we get older, our skin cells don't turn over as rapidly. And that starts really in the early 40s, so very young. And especially with sun, that'll cause even less turnover of skin cells. So you get like that dull, flat look to your skin that no matter how much makeup you put on, it just doesn't reflect well. So in those cases, we go full press skincare regimen, sometimes a little laser to just undo the surface damage. Other times, tired can be more involved, like the brows are starting to come down, so it makes the eyes look tired, or they're puffy underneath the eyes. And so a lot of times, we'll start with a little Botox, which helps lift the brow. Yeah. And it's not even about wrinkles. It's about opening up the eye. Right. And and for me, that's the highest yield place for Botox, again, just to make you look well-rested and open up that eye, arch the brow a little bit. What do you think? I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. Cause now we're talking about the eyeball, but I have a friend who looks great and she's really taking care of her skin, but she, I don't want to say she's like 45, I guess. And she's getting a little hollow under her eye. And she was talking about fillers under, isn't that, isn't filler under your eye kind of risky? Like I, I've seen some people who can really do it. Some dermos do a great job and others like you got a big lump and it's a crisis and it's such a thin area. I would say of all the places to put filler under eye is the hardest technique wise because everybody's under eye is different, but it also can be the most rewarding. Mm. So when someone really is hollow under the eye, filler looks great. It needs to be placed in a particular, particular spot. It's not like doing other areas where you can kind of get away with putting it in a couple different places. Um, but a lot of times when we see the under eye look dark, it may not be that it's hollow. It might uh. be that the skin is dark. It might be that the skin is thin, so you're seeing the blood vessels mm-hmm. through the skin. So there are a lot of causes for those under eye circles. It may be that the fat pad that's under the eye has herniated out, so now it's puffing out and oh, it's making right. it look hollow. So really you have to go and get it evaluated. What is your under eye circle? Is it hollow? Is it dark? Is it the vessels? Is it the fat pad? And decide. And filler really is great for a hollow under eye. When you try to put filler under an eye that's not hollow, you end up with complications. What the hell is that? Oh, my God. Oh, is that your phone? I was like, am I playing music? That's my alarm. Oh, that's so funny. It's very zen. 
No, you know what it was? It was um, When I Grow Up from Matilda. Oh, Have you seen yes. that show? So When that's I Grow Up. That's a great song. That's a great song. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cute. So where's the line from a healthy state of self-care and an unhealthy intention? Like when somebody comes in your office and says something crazy, because I, I want you to tell me what the crazy is. How do you know, like, okay, this is more than a dermal problem, or how can I guide this person away from that line? Like, tell me about the line. Yeah. So there is body dysmorphic disorder, which is not only face, but it's body. And, you know, no, after being in practice for 20 we- years, you can spot people. So I would say 98% of people who do this stuff have reasonable expectations and have reasonable thoughts of how it's going to make them feel better, but it's not covering up another problem that they have. So people who come in and they take their face and they pull the whole thing back and they say, (laughs) I want you to Botox me and I want to look like that. It's not a reasonable expectation. Or they come back every two weeks saying, but this line and this line and this line. And so you know, we all want to look good, but when you become obsessed, you definitely can cross the line. And so it's not, it's not even about what they're doing because they may just be doing peels, but I think obsessing, I think obsessing about it is hard. A lot of times I tell people, put away your 10X mirror because nobody looks at you from that vantage and you're only going to make yourself feel bad looking at yourself. I mean, when I pull mine out, I'm like, oh my God, look at the poor. Like what, where did that come from? That wasn't there last week. And you know, we have a tendency to get obsessed. And so the less obsession you can have with this, the better, because it is natural and healthy to do it and to want to look better, but it's not okay to become completely wrapped around every single wrinkle that comes on your face. There. Yeah. When you get really close, you're like, damn, what happened? <laughs> I got a Sam last this for five years. What do you tell that person who comes in who's a little cray? Like, how do you talk them off the ledge? Do you tell them what you just said to us? Because um, I'm sure you want to validate. You understand. Well, there's a range of of cray. <laughs> so sometimes the answer is, you look great the way you are. I don't think I can help you. Okay. Um, because there probably is something else going on. And then otherwise, I think you can focus on each little individual thing. So sometimes I say, let's start with the brown. If that's the thing that's bothering you the most, we'll start. So we do a regimen, we do a little laser, and you kind of take them step by step so that they don't think you're going to come once and you change, you just changed my whole life. Gotcha. Um, because reasonable expectations. You know, even going to the therapist, you're yes. not going one time and all your problems are fixed. Right. Um, and, and so looking at it that way sometimes helps people. Um, you know, and, and we all have insecurities. One of the things I love about your office and everybody who works there is, and this is so true because I've known you guys for a hundred years, um, you guys are very validating. And I think women or those of us who, you know, are looking to feel better about ourselves, uh, really need that maybe more than a needle, you know, like, uh, you'll say, you know, we, I understand, or yeah, I have that problem too, or yeah, I see what you're saying, but without saying, yeah, girl, you look like you're road hard or you're crazy. So that's a, I feel a big part of you know, when you, when you look at anyone, I try to focus on, okay, what's their best feature? Everybody has one amazing feature. Right. 
I don't care if you're 80 and your whole face is wrinkled. You could have bright blue eyes or you could have a great back of the jawline or a nice chin projection or the shape of the lip is a perfect Cupid's bow. Everybody has some feature. And I think if you don't recognize your own feature, sometimes you lose sight. You know, you get overwhelmed with all the things that are wrong. You don't realize all the things that are actually wonderful. It's like half full or half half empty glass. Amen. And so we do try to point that out. Yes. You know, I say, oh, the reason you're unhappy with, you know, the chin is because your lips are so great. And a lot of times the lips sit with the chin. So you're just focusing on the one thing that's lesser and you're forgetting about the amazing feature that you have. What do you think your amazing feature is? Uh, my, I like my eyes. Um, and when I was younger, I didn't. So that also changes. And I, I tell young girls who come in to get every mole taken off, I'm like, well, what if Cindy Crawford had taken off her mole? She probably would never be as famous as she was. So sometimes the feature we don't like becomes the feature that we love. Well, that's true. Sofia um, Vergara, she, she was told, right? you know, your boobs are too big, you know, knock those down and look, they've made her career. Right. I mean, help. Thank, you know? right. Thank goodness just, she didn't knock those down. Everybody's yeah. knocking them up now. Right, exactly. <laughs> what are the top three things we need to be doing to our face? So first would be, like Dr. Brandt said, do not leave the house, at least in South Florida, without sunscreen. Whether because it's raining. all these, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, even if I'm getting on a plane, mm-hmm. I'm traveling. My husband's like, why are you putting sunscreen on? We're getting on a plane. I'm like, I don't know. I could be laid over somewhere and end up in the sun. It's and true. So um, you do all this work. And then to not wear sunscreen just really undoes it. It's almost like going to the gym for six hours and then coming home and eating like six dozen donuts, you know, kind of undid what you just did. So that's where I start. The other part is skin health. So that's also my, my second goal is most people who have grown up in South Florida have had too much sun, no matter what age you are. So I'm going to be 50. I grew up in the era that they said, get outside and get some sun. So Undoing that is important for multiple reasons, not only because of how you look, but because this is the time that we start getting a lot of skin cancers. And you can undo that. So you can prevent skin cancer by taking care of your skin with things like Retin-A, with peels, with lasers. There are a lot of lasers that have been approved to take off precancerous lesions. So that's two. And then three would be pick the thing that really makes you not feel good. You know, first recognize the things that make you feel good about yourself and then find the thing that is really maybe the thing that's bothering you the most because they are easy to fix, but just you one? don't want to okay. change. Right? <laughs> like, start, there, okay. start there and then when that one's good, but you want to still be you mm-hmm. and that's what everybody recognizes. You know, most people who come in who are scared to do anything say, I'm scared because I saw my friend and I didn't recognize her. And so there comes the judgment. And I don't think it has to be that way. It should be a better version of you. Right. Go to somebody reputable, start slow. Yeah, you never want to be drastic. I remember years ago, uh, Greta Van Susteren, I don't know, she's still working on Fox. Um, she, it was many, many years ago, but she took time off, like a month off, and she did a revamp. And she came back like, whoa, girl, what the hell happened? It was very much like you were describing, you know, an 80-year-old, although she was like, I don't know, at the time, 60, 50, uh, and just totally looked different. And, and that's definitely not what you want to do. Remember the Jennifer Grey um, Dirty Dancing? Yeah, so she, she did her nose. so gorgeous. Yes. And- and I guess her nose was her feature that she didn't love, but she was so beautiful. Yes. And the nose was something that really set her apart. Yes. And I think, you know, she talks about the fact that that was a big 
change that she did that. And people said they didn't recognize her and that she was beautiful the way she was before. And she's still gorgeous. She is. um, But but it's interesting. Yeah. Um, What is too young to start maintenance? Well, maintenance is a generic word. We should all be using sunscreen for the minute we come out of our mom's vajayjay. But (laughs) what is too young to start with this? What is too young for Botox? You know, here we are in Miami and... I hear girls. I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. The millennials want preventative Botox. That's yeah. just well, what do you think thing. about that? So, again, doing something safe, I'm great with. I don't think that's taking a risk. Would I let a 20 year old go have a facelift? No, I don't right. care how sad she was. Um, that's a risk. That's risky behavior. Getting Botox is not risky behavior. Um, but what prevention looks like is very different from what I do to myself, which is treatment. And, and so in the twenties, maybe if they had Botox once a year preventatively, I'm good with that. I don't want a 20 year old getting Botox every three months in the office. Because the message is, you know, terrible. Yeah. They, the, if you look at young people, (laughs) sometimes the things that we do to fill, like we fill our nasolabial folds. And then one day I'm looking at my 13 year old daughter. You know, I would never obviously want to look younger than 13. And she has nasolabial folds. So some of the things we're, quote unquote, correcting are not really wrong with us. We've just Mm. almost been trained by the media to focus on, oh, you're not supposed to have that fold. Right. Um, Well, it's like the Kardashian syndrome, which it's so interesting if you think about them and study them in your mind, how they've really changed the way women and men, what way we think beauty should be. Right, it should be no no folds. You're just talking about that mm-hmm. full caterpillar eyebrows, full overdone lips, um, overly sprayed face, long hair, wig, whatever, big butt, Thank skinny God. with God big that. butt. Like that's yeah. not that's hard to attain. Well, from somebody who was born with a big ass, I was so glad for the Kardashians. I'm like all these years, I tried to get rid of it. Now it's hot. But yes, you're right. Yeah, it's hot for those who don't have a butt. Yeah, injecting and that's such a pain, literally. So, yeah, you're right. We need to look at our own face and see what is normal, what is okay, what is natural. It's almost like a trend, um, yeah. just like fashion is that. At first, it's very in style to have bushy eyebrows. Then everybody overplucked their eyebrows, and and now that we can really change the shape of people's faces with fillers, you know there is there has been a trend. So there was a period where we were really overfilling cheeks, and so people walked around and they had you know balloon faces. Right. Now we've learned better techniques and different techniques to lift the face without having to use the cheek as much. So you'll see we're trending towards again what I would call a more natural look, but you know, it's a trend that the cheek is not going to be as big as we've seen it before because we have things like threads and we have other ways to lift and put filler in places where it doesn't have to look like a big cheek. Do you like threads? I've heard about them. So I love threads. Um, they're a device here in the U.S., so there's not a lot of data on them here in the U.S. Um, they started in Europe and now we probably have about five thread companies. And when they first came out, um, it was going to be a very natural way. So you'll hear a lot of the natural type celebrities talk about the fact that they don't do fillers, they just do threads. Which, um, by the way, for those listening and don't know, it's supposed to lift, correct? Okay. Lift so, your yeah, face so it's a, a string mm-hmm. and it has little cones on it that kind of clip into your skin. And 
and we can pull up the face <laughs> with the thread. Under, Problem under, is the thread eventually under, breaks and, oh, you know, okay. things can come back down. Under the skin, obviously. Under the right. skin, yep. You don't have to walk around with the threads. Right, like the joker. (laughs) I've got scaffolding on my face. Um, What do you tell women who say, I want to look like her? You know, like plastic surgery. They say, you know, you come in, you say, I want to look like this. You know, they kind of poo-poo that. Like, if somebody comes in and says... I want to look like Kim Kardashian, or I want to look like yeah. So people come in with pictures, right, and say, and you have to explain why those lips wouldn't fit on your face. That it might not look the same if we put it on your face, Um, and that isn't obviously a healthy approach. That I want to look like this, but people come in with lips all the time now, pictures of lips, and they say, I want these lips. But then you look, and I always say Angelina Jolie's lips are gorgeous, and they fit her face because her jaw is broad. And so, Mm. but if you can imagine that cartoon of like a dog's face with those huge lips, how silly it looks to have like a skinny dog nose with big lips. So the lips have to fit the face. Each feature fits the face. Mm. It's a puzzle. It all fits together. So you can't pull one piece and put it in a different puzzle. It doesn't really fit. Um, So I try to explain that concept that we could make it, you know, close to that, but I can't give you exactly that. That's not your anatomy. It's not going to fit your face. It's not going to look as natural on you. You want to be the best version of you. Yes. Yeah. What, what message do you try to convey to your 13 year old daughter? Is she 13? You said, yeah. Um, so hard now for girls with Instagram. Yes. Um, my biggest thing is you do not realize how many filters are on those pictures because right. she'll like bring porn. pictures. Yeah. Porn is not real sex. Right, right. Okay. It's all, it's <laughs> fake. That's what I tell my kids. Nobody does that. Um, well, yeah, you know. so, well, so. <laughs> so nobody, nobody does that and, and enjoys it. Like, like she's pretending to enjoy it for three hours. But yeah, so Instagram. I, I try to remind her that if you see a lot of these people in person, which a lot of times we do, they look amazing on Instagram. And in person, they're regular people. And they also have regular insecurities. And even though they look like they're the most gorgeous women in the entire world, they still get upset if somebody ignores them or comments on their Facebook or their Instagram rudely, that we're all still human. What's the main procedure you guys do at South Florida? So I'd say we do, the nice thing is that we have um, a group of physicians. Mm -hmm. So there's six of us, board certified dermatologists. So we are capable of having a lot of laser and device equipment, which is amazing. Um, A lot of times, if you're just one practitioner, you can't really buy um, 40 lasers because they're expensive devices. So the nice part is that we really have a lot to choose from. So we do a lot of body sculpting now. So non-invasive body toning. They have these devices actually that stimulate where it lets you do like 6,000 crunches in 20 minutes. Like Dr. Green, not Dr. Green. uh, Yeah. uh, Dr. O'Connell. Dr. O'Connell, who's fit anyway, but he he tried it. Did it work on him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's so body sculpting. And you know what the other thing was, is that it was like the perfect starter for me too, to get me back into my workout routine Uh, that I I saw the difference and I'm like, okay, I like this. I'm going to keep working out. I'm going to keep eating healthy and go that direction. So body sculpting is popular. So body sculpting is, of course, especially in Miami where everybody's in tiny dresses right, and bathing suits. Right. Yeah. In the Midwest, maybe not as right, much. Right, right. Where's my sweater? Um, and then, you know, we have a lot of um, toxins and fillers. So there's four Botoxes on the market now and we should be getting a fifth and sixth soon. So there's a lot more choices. What's the difference? Um, I thought there was just one. So there's Botox, 
Disport, Zeoman, and Juvo now. And then we should be getting another toxin called Revance soon. Um, they're all similar, but they're all a little bit different um, as far as the areas that they affect. Some of them are a little bit more subtle. Some of them are a little stronger. So a lot of younger patients will need stronger ones. Men need stronger ones. Um, and then also with fillers. So we have fillers now that are very thin that you can use for tiny lines, that it doesn't have to be a big volumizing procedure. Like around um, the a eyes. A more natural, yeah, more natural look. Beautiful. Okay, so to review, what is your best advice for life on taking care of your face and feeling good about it? I think it's a little bit along the way. The people I see that have the healthiest, most natural, balanced-looking faces are people who have done a little along the way. Amen. And I kind of equate it to teeth. So you don't just go to the dentist and skip 10 years and go and say, I think I have 14 cavities. Can you you know, fill them all and make my teeth look great? No. You go every six months. You get your teeth cleaned. You know, if... If they're yellow from your coffee, you get them bleached. And same thing with your skin. You know, this is something we have to work with for our whole lives. It's not something you ignore and then all of a sudden realize, oh, God, I don't like the way I look. A little tweak along the way. Before we let you go, we're going to do Lynn's Fab Five, where I get to ask you five random questions and you fire back like okay. rapid fire. Okay, right? Number one, did J-Lo show too much at the Super Bowl halftime show or not enough? Not enough. She was gorgeous, perfect, amazing, both of them. Two, Botox or a blowout? Botox. Three, the number one beauty thing your friends want to talk to you about? PRP. When you walk by a mirror, you what? Definitely look. (laughs) (laughs) Hottest thing on a man? Jawline. Those are great answers. Thank you so much. If you guys want to get in contact with Dr. Jolie Kaufman, you can find her at her practice in Coral Gables, Florida, Skin Associates of South Florida. Uh, they're also on Instagram. And if you follow me on Instagram, Lynn Martinez123, I follow them. They're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you so really. much. What a fun morning with you. This has been great. Now I'm going to go slather on some sunscreen. Thanks, everybody. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on adviceforlifewithlynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.